live on the Odyssey app, live on Twitch, live on YouTube, and live with our man, the 1320 Kings Insider and creator of the Kings Beat, uh, James Ham here with us. Hammer, how you feeling, man? You, 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 are you going to use All Star Break to recharge? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll watch part of it, but like, like it's not that much to report on. You know, like uh, it, it's fun. It's a good event. Well, De'Aaron uh, Fox and Demontis Sabonis winning co MVPs feels no, like it'd be a big deal. That would be. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I mean, that's, but didn't I mean, we, didn't we figure out that uh, Sabonis has like in his two All Star games has only shot a total of like three times <laughs> I didn't. oh my like that might have been your podcast i didn't know way. that goodness gracious come on domas work <laughs> yeah he uh you know like he's out there grabbing rebounds and setting people up but he doesn't usually go for uh you know the big scoring numbers That's it's gonna be so. wild when tyrese halliburton has like eight assists to demonte <laughs> simonis i was about to say that's not really the game for him yeah, it's no, not. That's sure. not. That's not his his bag right there. What I was going to ask you though, James, that I wanted to wait till we got on the radio is, um, are you having any type of? Um, I don't know if it'd be FOMO, but like, dang, like maybe I should have went to the All Star game. Like, do you have any type of those feelings like that? No, <laughs> no. Uh, number one, I think it's really cold there right now, mm-hmm. um, and I'd rather be in my house. Uh, number two, like. I, I don't want people to think I don't appreciate the opportunities to go and stuff. Uh, it is it is fun to go to, but it's one of those events that you don't need to go to a, again and again and again. There's just very little, like individual one on one time, and where you're actually getting something that's that's not going to be put on every TV station in Sacramento. You know, so like there isn't a lot of individual stuff, especially for writers. It's all like group scrum settings, and so. You know, I think the the best thing about All Star Weekend that I can remember is like the Hall of Fame announcements. So going to that and getting to see the Hall of Famers that show up for that, that's usually cool. What are the best Kings All Star moments? There's Mitch. Oh, of, oh, of course, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch won the yeah, MVP. Mitch won right? the MVP. Yeah, yeah, Mitch won the yeah. MVP. We've had a couple of three point shootout winners. Peja and Buddy? Yeah, Buddy and yeah. Peja, right? Yeah. Hey, I got a question for both of you guys, and I want to talk about that too. This is the Kings got four representatives in All-Star Weekend. Do you remember the last time that happened? I know. Ham and do you remember does. who they are, who they were? Four representatives at All-Star Weekend? Mm-hmm. So was it – shoot. So is there – there's I'm, a Chris and Brad year, right? Is there a Chris and Brad no, year? No, no. Peja no. and Brad. Peja Who? and Brad made it. So together. is it Chris and Vlade? It is. Which would put Peja in the three point contest. Okay, and... but we also have the skills challenge. So I think was Jason Williams there? It was two thousand three, two thousand or might have been oh two, oh three. It doesn't matter. It was the all star game in Philadelphia. Jay Will was an all star, wasn't he? Yeah, but that's post Jay Will. That's Bibby. It was it was an all star game in Philadelphia, and they actually had five representatives. It was oh. Chris Page in the All Star game. It was uh, Gerald Wallace in the dunk mm. contest, or excuse me, they had four. It was Gerald Wallace in the All Star game or in the dunk contest, and Hedu Turkaloo in the rookie sophomore challenge. Mm. Mm. Okay, yep. Okay, Evan had that, many, that much representation. Since like oh three, representation matters. It does. 
I, I think they've had like two or three in the rookie sophomore game a couple of times. Yeah, Bogey won the MVP, didn't he? Oh yeah, no, he was right. like he forty win when he won it, wasn't he? Like he was, <laughs> he, he was in the rookie he, challenge. He's thirty-one he years was, old. He was like the thirty-eight-year-old uh, winning like a high school wrestling championship. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, okay, man, we expected you to win. Grown-ass <laughs> man winning the MVP award. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I remember being hyped when Mitch won it. I yeah. thought that was the coolest because I, 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 at that time, I just yeah. knew, I knew, oh, you know, my my basketball team's always going to be bad. It's, you know, it's Walt Williams and Dwayne <laughs> Coswell and, and it, nothing but love for those guys. But when Mitch won that MVP, that felt like we've arrived. Like, <laughs> y'all know who Sacramento is. It was yes. 96 in Phoenix, right? That's when it was. Oh yeah, yeah he, think, it, it, was it the turquoise uniform? No, it was that was San Antonio. It was the purple. It was like the one team had white with this. It was hard to explain, but he he was wearing the Western Conference was wearing a white jersey. Okay, another team had a purple jersey. Turquoise was San Antonio, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, um, but yeah, I remember that. I remember that too. I didn't watch that All Star game live. I don't know what was going on. I was doing something. And uh, little Kenny Caraway gets back, and it wasn't Twitter. I don't know how I really like found out, but I found out the shortly local after news. the game was over. Grant yeah. Napier on Channel Thirty One <laughs> told you, <laughs> or Sports Center. Yeah, there was or Sports, Sports Center. Center. But uh, it was like, yeah, All Star Game MVP, Mitch Richmond. I was like, That's I crazy. missed it. Now yeah. I taped all the All Star games, so I was like, oh, I gotta go back and watch it. But, man, when he won the MVP, I said, this is awesome. This is one of the great days in in King's history. Six-time All-Star, Mitch Richmond. I don't remember him going to the uh, All-Star game as a king more than three times. But six times I think all, all six times all with Sacramento. Yeah, it right? had to be. It had to be 92, yeah. 93, 93. All the way from 92. Uh, 92, 93 to 97, 98, six straight appearances. Yeah. Michael Jordan always said that he was the second best shooting guard in the league. Like he didn't have any questions about it. Like Mitch was the toughest person for him to defend. And the, the guy who was the toughest on him as well, like their battles were epic that like going to a bulls Kings game in that era was like incredible, even though the bulls were great and the Kings were not great. (laughs) So yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about this um, when I was thinking about, you know, the great Kings all-star moments. I really wish uh, Mitch had a better relationship with the Kings. I really mm-hmm. do. It seems like it might have gotten a little better because he was doing the post-game stuff for a little bit. Oh, Nam says no. But uh, I, I wish he had Felt a better like he was begrudgingly doing the post-show stuff, yeah, post-game yeah. stuff. I wish he had well, a better just, relationship. Well, I'll just ask you this. Do you remember him – doing one show live from Sacramento? No, but that was COVID. Well, that was though. COVID time. Yeah, that was COVID. Well, they did have yeah. the big glass partitions. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that, Kenny in the COVID year? Like Kenny Thomas, like like Kenny Thomas and Kyle Draper, like 20 feet away from each other trying to do the post show together? Yeah, Kenny sweating everywhere. Oh, like that'd everyone be panicking. Fogging up the on you. <laughs> <laughs> K- 
Kenny getting distracted by the partition. <laughs> what is this thing? What is this? <laughs> oh, that's tremendous. My guy, Kenny Thomas. Man. Kenny Thomas in the COVID Kenny. year would have been gold. That's my boy, Kenny Thomas. Just Kenny. absolutely tremendous. Um, okay, outside of Kings, favorite all-star memory? Whew. You go ahead. Mine's things. easy. I got I got Mine, super simple. It's magic. Yeah, me too. It's magic coming back after yep. uh, after the AIDS diagnosis, the 92. HIV positive diagnosis. Yep. Yeah. Orlando. Didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he have like a bounce pass between his legs going the other way, like almost full full length, just bounce pass like that? I don't think he did it between his legs, but I know it, like he Maybe did he throw. Threw it over he his threw. Head. He threw like a seventy foot bounce pass. Yeah, 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 and it was no look. Yeah, yeah. Um, magic, uh, magic is, and they ended the game the way Rick Adelman should have for Michael Jordan. He uh, magic hits a three, like turning away, like a fadeaway three, mm-hmm. and the the game just ends with like forty seconds. Everyone just stops. <laughs> well, that is what happened. Magic, magic is the grass of all time. But Rick Adelman had to win. <laughs> Mike's like, like you got to be kidding me. Like we're going to overtime. Like no, you got to be kidding me. They didn't have to foul Kobe. Well, oh, that is that. Um, and Kobe was like, I'm going to the foul line. I ain't gonna miss him. Right. <laughs> um, Magic is a good one. See, I, I don't know. It's probably you know, I didn't really, really understand the significance of what I was watching. I was nine, maybe even eight at the time, so I didn't really understand it. Um, although one of my favorites was the 88 Chicago All-Star Game, the dunk contest, and then Mike goes crazy. I think he wore the fours in that. No, he wore no, the, the threes. threes. He wore the threes. Yeah, the threes. The black cement threes mm-hmm. in that one. Went crazy, won MVP. Yep. Um, I loved. I did this not is watch probably, that live. <laughs> I probably I was seven. did, but I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, know it all, I know it from Come Fly With Me. It was, it was on the videos. same uh, VHS that my stepdad recorded the dunk contest on that I would always watch that. But my one of my favorites, this is probably a random, is I loved the 01 uh, All-Star Game, the one where Marbury and Iverson led the comeback mm. in D.C. That was an epic one. That was, that, was, that was an epic one. 94 was a great one. Scottie Pippen, without Michael Jordan there in Minnesota, uh, wins the MVP. And he was balling. I forgot. Maybe it was James we were talking to. That, Scottie Pippen was like top three player in the world that year. Top three player in the world. It was phenomenal. Maybe. <laughs> Ham. Maybe top. Like, there are so many. Ham is not biting on the Scottie Pippen conversation again. <laughs> There's, it's like, you know, like, we can get in discussions all that. Like, there, there are some players that are just so much better than everyone else, which is what Michael Jordan was. And, and for that matter, it's what LeBron is. It's what Giannis is. You know, there are just some players that are so much better than everyone else. Um, that you can't even really compare them or like what's the next step. And then like, even if you talk about that era, like there are so many great players, there's so many mm-hmm. great centers. I mean, so if you're going to say he's a top three player, like you're talking about Elijah Wong, you, I mean, there's That's so it. many That's good only, players that year. That was the only person that you could, you could say was better than Scotty. Yeah. That year, 94, he was the top three player in the world. Hmm. I'd have to go back and look at all the other players and Charles see where they was, are. And... Charles was doing his thing. Maybe you got Charles up there too. But I remember Scotty was 
Scotty was a problem that year. Yeah. I mean, that's the era of, of great big men. That's why I love that era, mm. you know, with David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, and uh, Matumbo, and, you know, there's just every Elijah team Juan. had, mm-hmm. yeah, Elijah Wan, yeah, every team had a superstar. Shaq, you know, uh, there's so many great centers from that era. It's really fun to go back and look at. And just how the game was completely different. I mean, the, the style of play, the physicality was different. Alonzo Mourning. Uh, you know, like that. There's so many good big men. Um, you know, Vlade is a good big man from mm-hmm. that era, and I I don't even think he makes the top ten uh, on most lists from the era, just because it was so stacked at the positions. So mm-hmm. it's rare that you see like an era where just one position was so so good. I and love. If you didn't have a good center, you're screwed. I love yeah. watching Shaq in that time frame. Shaq in that like. <laughs> just in the league Orlando time frame is insane and then he got better but there was something about him like in Orlando and those first few all-star games and all that where it's like man this is because for it for me at least it it was I'd never seen anyone like Shaquille Mm O'Neal even back then I was like this is the biggest dude I've ever seen in my life (laughs) and there's I think he's the greatest physical like like if you just like physical specimen that we've ever seen in professional sports. Mm. Like, I don't think there's anyone that's as big, as strong that could jump and they could do all the things he can do. I, I like every sport look, I don't think that there's anyone that we've ever seen that was just that big and fast and strong and everything else. I, mean, I think that's how I feel about LeBron. I think I've, that's, I, I think yeah. I have that exact feeling about LeBron James. You guys, he's the most incredible physical specimen. You guys aren't wrong and you'll, probably agree with me on this one you guys are not wrong the only person that might have an argument is Bo Jackson oh Bo yeah Bo was he's he's the only one that might have an argument Bo's you guys aren't wrong those guys are crazy I mean Bo's a super athlete but Bo's like 6-1 I think just built of granite yeah And could yeah. run as fast as Carl Lewis. He's absolutely the most <laughs> freakish athlete I think I've ever seen. Yeah. He might be the most freakish athlete any of us have ever seen. I wonder if Bo yeah. was any good at basketball. Oh, Bo knows basketball. I saw it. <laughs> Bo knows basketball. Did you see, knows basketball. Did you see that? I, they they play this around this time every year. Um, they had like a, a celebrity all-star game or whatever with like – Barry Sanders and Barry Bonds in a dunk contest. Barry Sanders and Barry, Barry Bonds Sanders is like windmill dunking. Oh, I, who who had this? It, you, I'm sure you can find it on no, it's, oh. you'll find it on Twitter. Well, I'm sure it's on YouTube. But Barry Sanders was like reverse double pump dunking. Wow, <laughs> it was crazy. Another guy that I saw that um, Barry was able to do all that. He, he couldn't do all that, but he could dunk really, really easily. And I was surprised was, uh, well, I'm not really a fan of this guy, but Brian Urlacher. I saw where he was, like, playing pickup basketball, and he was two-hand, double-pump dunking. I'm like, damn. This dude is crazy. That's crazy. There you go, Dr. David. Uh, it was Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, Ken Griffey Jr. Was that the one? They had, I think Barry Bonds was in it, too. I, I found a 1992 celebrity dunk contest with Deion Sanders and Michael Irvin in it. Deion could bang out. Ken Griffey's uh, in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Dion could, I mean, talk about like a great all-around athlete. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was actually a good hitter. Bo Jackson was never a great hitter. I mean, he 
knocked the cover off the ball, but he wasn't, you know. Bo, like Bo was a home run or bust before it took over the whole league. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that's what that's what Bo was. He got that. It was like him and Rob Deer. Like, all they did was strike out or, or hit a home run. That hurt yeah. my heart in 89 All-Star game when he. First pitch. Damn, man. Not, not Rick Russell, my guy. Damn. Got the MVP off of that. I think he stole a base later. Rick Russell. Basketball is the best All-Star game, guys. Not game, but I like the the game, obviously. But I'm talking about like yeah. the weekend. The well, I think the people whole thing. people like some people like baseball. I love baseball. I think baseball has the best game. I don't know if everything around it is as good as the basketball, though. Because you I just like, really got the home. I run like home run derby and everything. Like I don't know. It's good that the way they fixed it. It's a lot better than what it used to be. Um, but you know, you just got the derby, and that's it. Like there ain't no MLB All Star Weekend. Well, they have like a celebrity softball game. That I actually really like the celebrity softball. Yeah, they have game. A, they, they air it like forty times. <laughs> like after every event <laughs> ends, true. they I, air the celebrity softball game. Like filmed five days ago. What? <laughs> really? Why? Right. That's how they do it. <laughs> like, wow. no, I enjoy that. But basketball is a celebrity game. Shout out at yeah Maddie was in the last one. Yeah, I mean that's tonight, right? Hmm. Um. I'm just trying to envision like MLB All Star Week, like the like does like who has the like you got to go to Kenny Smith's party, right? You got it. Is is someone say yeah? You got to go to Joe Buck's party. Like no. you know whose party it would be? It'd be uh, David Ortiz's party. Mm. Well, I was gonna say it could be Alex Rodriguez's party hey, now. Too. Hey, too. Hammer, would you go to Alex Rodriguez's party? <laughs> Uh, sure. Like if he's paying, like, <laughs> well, every, every, why it, not? It, like, like, like if like, I bump into him, will I say something? Probably, but like, sure. I drink. I mean, if it's free liquor, it's free liquor, man. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, no, I guess JLo wouldn't be there cause she dumped him. Um, yeah. So yeah, JLo, they got like, did they get married? Who? J- no, J-Lo and ben they, Affleck. Almost, they were engaged. Yeah, no, I think they're married. Yeah, they're married. They got like who? Te- ben J Lo and Ben Affleck. Oh no, they're married now. Yeah. Oh, okay. But she was with A Rod, broke up with A Rod, and got hitched. Well, she with went ben back Affleck, to her first like, love. She should have yeah. stayed with A Rod. Three minutes later. Did yeah. you see uh, them looking miserable at the Grammys? I did. Ben <laughs> Affleck and yeah, I did. <laughs> that was funny, but I also yeah. saw them smiling. I'm sure they have a great time. He wasn't he wasn't as miserable as Rich Paul was when they introduced <laughs> The Rock to Adele. Rich Paul was like, hold, hold on. What the hell is going on here? Hold up. <laughs> oh, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> he needed to go send for LeBron. Hey, LeBron, I'm going to need you to come in here and equalize here. <laughs> okay. We've had our fun. Let's let's get down. We've to lost business. our way. Let's no, go. Let's, get no, let's, 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 let's get down to business. Uh, I, I want to bring back a question. Uh, Kenny and I were 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 going over earlier. Um, do the Kings? And this is a multi-layered question, so we've got plenty of time to go over all this. We know the Kings have deficiencies on the defensive end. Do the Kings have to get better defensively to secure a playoff spot? Not to secure. Well, I mean, it depends on what you consider. A if playoff, you, a top six spot, a playoff spot. Yeah, a top. Yeah, I mean, sure, they need to get better defensively. I mean, 
And if not, they're they're not going to be a difficult out in the playoffs. You know, the playoffs are just going to muck the whole thing up and slow it down. And and if you can't play defense, you can't play defense. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they've got to get better. That's just the way it goes. Like, there is no, you know, there. it's not like football where, you know, you have your offense, your defense, and your special teams. There is no special teams coming to save them. Like, their defense is, is atrocious mm-hmm. on most nights, and it continues to get worse. And we don't really talk about the fact that it's all the way up to like 115 point something. Their net, their defensive rating, their net rating is shrinking as well. Their net rating is uh, a plus, I think, 2.1 at this point. But it kind of like just looking at the league, it's shrinking. But league, I think it's still the third highest in the conference. Yeah, I mean they're only I think seventh. I think they're seventh in or sixth or seventh in net rating. That's not bad. And when you look around um, the league, everyone's defense is getting worse. Like it's really surprising. I mean, the Kings are at one fifteen. They were like one thirteen point seven, like uh, like a month ago, and they were twenty fourth. Now they're at one fifteen point one, and they're like twenty third. So yeah, the league is getting worse defensively as we keep going uh, throughout this this year. So hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. Like it, it's it's really hard to expect a team to just be different defensively without either scrapping and, and using a completely different scheme, which is untested and unproven, or, uh, you know, adding players that, that add a defensive presence. So it's just really hard to get better on, on that end of the court. I, getting rest, it will help, but every team in the league gets rest at this point. So what you have to hope for is like six teams just cash out right now and just say, I'm done. And and you know cash in the rest of the season, which is going to happen with the Victor Womanyana uh, like sweepstakes going to heat up. Um, but for right now, like you got to get better, focus. What do you make of um, the stat? We talked about it a little bit, and in these in these um, actually, the- you know what? Hold, can you hold that thought? Yeah, yeah. Hold, hold that question right there because I don't want to have to like cut James's answer gotcha, off. Gotcha, so gotcha. hold that thought right there. We'll step out. We'll come back. We'll talk more about the Sacramento Kings uh, headed into the next part of the season, headed into All-Star break when we return here with James Ham on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. d and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. I interrupted your question because uh, I wanted Hammer to have time to, to ask it. Smart move by I you. mean, answer it. Smart move by you, for yeah. sure. I'm a broadcast journalist. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say, James, was there's a, you know, the stat going on. It, it's not a big sample size, but it does say something. The Kings have had three of the little two-game series uh, this year, three or four of the little two-game series this year, have not lost the second game of those series, not once. One of the things that it says to me is that it's a pretty, pretty top-flight coaching staff that understands the ability to make adjustments. And what do you think would keep them from being able to do that in a playoff series? Well, uh, I think the biggest thing is if they could play the Rockets twice uh, in a row, like they did two of those three times, mm-hmm. then that probably helps them. Because the Rockets aren't very aren't very good at the, the game of basketball. They played Denver. They played Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know what, like, like they're going to be able to make adjustments there. But if you don't have uh, 
there's only so many things you can adjust, right? Like if you play 82 games, you are who you are. You know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. Uh, like it's really difficult to to hide the fact that you don't have a legitimate rim protector or that you don't have like two or three elite perimeter defenders. So, you know, I, I think that in a three-game series, a five-game series, a seven-game series, whatever, um, like you can make some solid adjustments as far as like getting easier baskets and, you know, uh, like abusing a team on back cuts and, you know, getting better looks from, from three and all that. Um, but at the end of the day, like on the defensive end, it's difficult to make a ton of adjustments when you don't have a bunch of different defensive players. Here's here's the thing that I was asking Damien that I, I'm just not sure I understand. It seems as though everybody in the NBA is going to elevate their game and get better, except for the Sacramento Kings. That's like that's 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 what it sounds like when people talk about the final Style twenty-five changing. games of the season or the NBA. Everybody will elevate and the Kings just won't. Stay there. I think the reason why you're hearing some of that is just because the Kings have never been there before. And, and the teams Hawks that are chasing them. The Atlanta Hawks, have never, Atlanta Hawks have never been there. They got to the conference finals. Yeah, but, I mean, we're talking about, like, one-offs and anomalies. The Golden State you know, Warriors like, have never been able to get there. They won a playoff series to uh, San Antonio to six in 2013. They came out of Yeah, was that their first year making the playoffs? Yeah. Won a series, yeah. beat. They were the lower seed, beat the Nuggets, took the uh, Spurs to six. They had never been there. I'm not saying that's the the rule. You may look at it as the exception. Well, and that'll be fair. But we're, it, we're it probably does missing. We're probably missing the most obvious. Hmm. Phoenix had missed the playoffs for nine oh, years. That and yeah. went to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Now, not equating the two. I'm just saying, like this stuff happens in the league. It can happen. Like yeah. it, it, it can. It, we see it more than I think. We realize. Yeah, and like I, when I look at the standings and everything, I, I'm not trying to – I'm just trying to be realistic. Like if the Kings had a six-game lead over – you know, they're the third seed, but they have a six-game lead over the four and the five and the six, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But we're talking like they're game, game and a half, two games out, like and from like the seven. So, I mean, these teams are all bunched up, and all of the teams that are bunched up – are teams that have historically been playoff contending teams that have rosters that are built for the playoffs. And, you know, we're talking about the Clippers. We're talking about, again, the Suns, who have been there. We're talking about um, Dallas, who's made it to a Western Conference Finals. Right? I don't agree with Dallas, but I agree with the other two. Well, like, I mean, we'll have to see who Dallas is. I mean, we have to wait and, you know, give them as much as, especially as far as, like, Phoenix – you know, Phoenix gave up really, really good players to to get KD, and if he can't play, you know, twenty of the final thirty games or twenty five games, whatever they're going to have left, like that's going to impact them as well. Like, sure, they've got good players, but you know, we there's no guarantee that Chris Paul makes it through the final stretch of the season without getting hurt. He's been hurt, you know, often, and, and so those are one those are things that you have to look for. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know, but the, that whole group. Like if this, the Kings stay 100% healthy or really close to it and they keep staying on the same track and they keep fighting and they keep doing the things that they've they've been doing, like they'll have a shot to finish in the top three. Uh, but 
if I were a betting man, I would look at teams that have had more experience and know what the final 25 games of the season looks like because it does get more difficult. No, it doesn't. I'm just going to keep saying that. Every time you say that, I'm just going to say no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, no, it does not. That's what I mean, though. It's, it's, it's difficult for the Kings, but if everybody's playing the Kings, they won't up their game. So they they won't be a difficult team to play. Like that. That's what – that's what we're saying here. Like that, everybody's going to elevate except for the Kings. No, I mean, again, I'm not saying that, but like when you factor in strength of schedule and things like that, the fact that the the Kings only have a handful of games against non-playoff contenders, um, you know, and other teams have easier schedules, and and you know, like, but good teams elevate at this point. And I would also tell you that yes, the Kings can take a step and get better, right? But they don't know what it is to get better at this point, where that's where the experience comes in from these teams, where they understand what post-All-Star schedule looks like. And the Kings have been part of those, but they've been you know, part of not going anywhere in that situation, except for in some really bad 72 game. And even last season where you know the, the 10th seed was just, what was it, 33 wins or 35 wins, whatever it was. I mean, there's been a couple of bad seasons here where uh, it doesn't take much to climb in the back of the playoffs. I think this is all a bunch of crap, to be honest with you. I'll say this about <laughs> Dallas. I, I think I feel similar to Dallas the way James feels about Sacramento. It's, it, 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 I, 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 I see it. Like, I could see how it works. But they've got, they've got some, James, they got some deficiencies that didn't get better. Uh, they they have some some defensive things that they're going to have to work through as well. If you told me the Sacramento Kings, I, I think there's a realistic scenario where the Sacramento Kings play well. We can even go the Sacramento Kings play their win percentage mm-hmm. over this last stretch of games, but wind up finishing fifth because of Phoenix and L.A. Mm-hmm. I would believe that. Yeah, for sure. I think Phoenix feels like a bit more of a reach than the Clippers, but that's probably just me having an unexplainable love for this Los Angeles Clipper team right now. Uh, even without the acquisition, that's almost certainly on the way. Um, I just I see it. It's a team we both liked before the season started. I think that team is probably going to have one of the better records in the games isolated from now till the end of the season. Well, I can tell you the Clippers have the second most difficult schedule in the NBA in the final 22 games. They only have 22 games left, so that's that's one good thing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a 525 against schedule. The only tougher schedule is Philadelphia. So the Kings are fourth, and Phoenix is actually sixth at, with a 517 win percentage against. And, and that's tough. Like there, there are some teams, like Dallas, again, has a 467 win percentage against they have the easiest schedule in the in the final 22 games of the season. Uh, New Orleans has the their 28th easiest schedule, so like the third from the easiest, uh, like a 473 win percentage. And, and then Memphis is like 25th. Uh, Lakers have an easy schedule; they're 24th. So those I are teams. Worried that, about the Lakers? Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about the Lakers. The only thing I worry about the Lakers, to be honest with you, is is that if somehow you end up at seven seed. Because you don't want to play the Lakers in a one game, you don't want to play LeBron and AD in a one game, you know, playoff. Who whoever gets you know wins, keep, continues on. 
Um, just like you don't want to play the Warriors in that situation. The Warriors somehow get healthy. The last thing you want to do is put an entire season on the line for one game and, and then put it on the line again for a second game and potentially miss out. That's that's the only thing that, like, you have to avoid the seventh spot. Like, it's okay. I don't like yeah. the Kings have the sixth spot. It's a bummer that they don't get a home field advantage. They don't get a home playoff series. It would be a lot of fun to cover a whole playoff series in Sacramento with, uh, you know, the crazy fans and and reward, you know, your fan base, but also Vivek for, you know, putting finally putting together a team because um, that's a lot of money coming in the door. Uh, but also, like, like you just have to find a way to be, like, just don't drop below six because that's where things get dicey. All of this, like, fun and good nature and, like, success that we've seen this year, if they don't make it through the play-in and are out and don't actually get a playoff series, that would be demoralizing. Mm-hmm. That would be crushing. Yeah, yeah, that would hurt. Huh? That would hurt. That would. Hurt. The Cleveland Cavaliers of last year. Yeah, that would hurt. You go, you go, yeah. you go through all this, and you uh, aren't able to bring it home. That'd be difficult. I, I would, you know, no was, indication that that's going to happen. By the way, no, they've been the arguably outside of the Denver Nuggets. They've been the most consistent team in the West. Yeah. No, I I believe that. I mean, I think they've been consistent for a long time. <laughs> Which the pessimist says it means they're due. <laughs> oh no, I see. I'm not. I'm not saying that that they're due. No, no, that's and, and I wasn't. I, I, I'm saying if yeah. you're pessimistic about this whole thing, you'd be like, well, that means they're due for their bad streak. Literally, every other team has had one, except for the Sacramento. Yeah. Except, I'm sorry, except for Denver mm-hmm. and the Sacramento Kings. And the even Memphis had one, and 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 the Kings had um, the, what a bad first week and a half of the season. Yeah, so, we were beamless for four straight games. <laughs> right. So didn't even, we know, didn't the even know there was there. a beam. <laughs> <laughs> beamless in Sacramento. That, that might that might be their uh, that might be their their bad streak at the beginning no, of the season. Sure, very well could. Um, you mentioned uh, the Warriors real quick, and I, I was looking for something. I thought I saw something. Where they said that uh, Steph was going to be reevaluated in mid March, not come back in mid March. He'll be reevaluated. Oh, so I don't know. There, at that point, there's like two or three weeks left in the season. Yeah, if that's the case. So yeah, I just thought that was an interesting note when you know we, we talk about the the Warriors. Hopefully, part we'll of the back. the problem that you have with that injury is I've never seen that injury before. Like, and most teams have not seen that injury before. Like, it's an extremely strange and different injury that we just haven't, like, again, you don't know if it's four to six weeks. You don't know if it's eight to 12 weeks because we don't have, like, 30 other cases to base our, our understanding of the injury on. Mm. So, I mean, he's he's a relatively quick healer, but, like, that's it's a weird like high leg injury, like below the knee, uh, you know, like the, is it the, the tibia, the, the little one, like pulled away from the bone. Oh. And that's where the ligament got damaged there. So it, it's just something that we haven't seen before. So it's not a, a, a knee injury. It's not a broken leg. It's not a, you know, a grade one, two or three sprained ankle that we have, you know, like a grade one is two, like two to three weeks, one to two weeks. A grade two is like four to six, and then a grade three is usually like eight to twelve weeks. Mm-hmm. 
uh, like we don't have those things when we look at the injury that he has very specifically, uh, like what he has. Which means the treatment options are like, well, let's try this. Whenever, when, whenever your treatments options, well, let's start with let's try this. Oof. Oh, that's tough. I don't like that dog. Like those gruesome injuries are hard to see, but they're they're always breaks. It's a break. Well, you go fix it, and that's it. Yeah. Like you, like, I mean, Karis LeVert had it. Like Karis LeVert's injury was awful. Dude played that year. Mm. It was terrible to see. You just go in and fix it. Steph, Steph, just oh, Steph's oh, Steph's limping off. Oh, let's try this. Let's try. Oh, that's bad. That's bad news. It's not good. That's bad news. Uh, what do you think? You because you kind of alluded to this a minute ago, but uh, what do you think happens with like Oklahoma City? Do you do you think Oklahoma what? City's gonna? Do you think they're gonna go for it? Or do you think they're like, gonna go for a playoff spot? Yeah. No. 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 Oh, I don't think so. No, I mean they they have the uh, the post All Star game fade that they like to do. Well, someone has no. to get it. Maybe that's maybe that's where the Lakers come in. Wow. Yeah, because the Lakers no, have mean, no benefit. The Lakers aren't going to go away. I mean, like they're no, not going to stop just, playing. Well, no, I don't think that. I just don't think they're very good. Yeah. Well, that I mean, and, maybe like, they maybe they have are different. To lose, right? It, uh, because their draft pick belongs to the Pelicans, I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. So they don't have any reason to not try to pick up games at the end here. And that's why a team like Utah, you know, again, you want to, Utah has, wanna, has wanted to hold on until the All-Star break because they're hosting. After the All-Star break, we're going to see like, okay, like this is, we're not serious about what we're doing here. And they, they showed that at the trade deadline when they, that was know, they such dumped trash. Like what was Danny even doing? That was trash. He really six, helped hey, other teams. He really yeah. did. So, I was about to say six, seven games against the Thunder, Blazers, and Jazz for the Kings. Thunder, Blazers, they and still, Jazz. They still have seven games? Seven games. Okay. Now, that's good because uh, I, I think the Blazers are on, like, a dark path, and I think they know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the Nurkic thing. Like, I mean, I don't even know. What do you tell, like, Dame? Like, sorry. <laughs> hey, good news. We like got in- Nurkic for $60 million over the next three mm. years. Yeah. Ooh. Remember what we were talking before the season, and I, I told you guys um, one of the major advantages that uh, one of the major reasons I like the Kings better than some of those teams, very specifically, is because they had first-year head coaches or head coaches without head coaching experience in, in the Blazers' case. And when times got tough, I didn't know that they if they would have an idea of how to get out of bad times. Mm-hmm. And they don't, hmm. you know, that's why having a guy like Mike Brown, who's had great success, but also had failures, like those things are like, all of it is part of the package that is Mike Brown. And like, he, he's been like the stabilizing force behind the scenes. It hasn't let them have, you know, the five, six, seven, eight game losing streak that yeah. we've seen in the past. Yeah. And I, so. and I, I agree with you. And, and that's one of the things to be honest with you. I know at, at the end of the day, um, you're going to have to get it done. The talent wins out. Good teams win out. But I think that is going to be beneficial for this team if they get into the playoffs. You know, Mike Brown has seen it all in this league. Seen it all. He's coached teams in every way that you can imagine. A team that's a favorite. A team that's an underdog. An old team. A young team. Been on the, the bench for, you know, one of the greatest uh, dynasties the, the game has ever seen. He'll be prepared and know what to do in a lot of those situations. And at the very least, they'll be prepared as a team 
to have a game plan, to understand how to counterpunch certain things. And I think that's a, I think that's going to be a huge benefit in, in a playoff series if they're able to get to one. Yeah, I totally agree that Mike Brown is an advantage. I mean, you're you're basically dealing with like, you know, it it's going to be a game of chess and you're dealing with someone who's very experienced and understands the game. Um, but there are limitations. There's limitations to what a coach can do. And those limitations are based off of your roster, you know, and like once you get to a certain point and I, I think one of the things that Mike's done an excellent job of is getting the most out of, like a good portion of his roster. Like he's maximized a good portion of these guys. And like, do I think that there's a little bit more that you could get out of Herder or Harrison Barnes or Malik Monk? Maybe a little bit more, but like, I don't think he's come close to maximizing those guys. He's maximized Sabonis. He's maximized Fox. Um, even Keegan Murray for a rookie. He's maximized who he can be this year, not next year, the year after. Uh, and then some of the other guys, like maybe he hasn't figured out a way to use Davion effectively in, in every step of the way. Uh, but still, like whether it's like Trey Lyles, sure, he's averaging seven points this year versus like 12 points last year. I, he's a better player this year than he was when he was averaging 12. Like he's he's brought a lot out of that guy. And I think that that's sort of a, a true testament of who Mike Brown is. But then again, you get to a point where there isn't much more you can get out of specific players. And you're you're hoping that shots fall or, you know, that you get stops when you need them and stuff like that. Dirk Nowitzki, Greg Popovich, Dwayne Wade, Pau Gasol, Becky Hammond, and Jennifer Azey. Uh, those are finalists for the 2023 Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Hmm. I didn't even realize Dirk wasn't in there yet. He had to wait five years. Yeah, what's the criteria on coaches? Why did they go, hey, let's put Pop in now? <laughs> like, I don't, well, I the... don't understand that at all because the coaches don't have that, and how could you not have him in before? Like I, I... To me, that doesn't make any sense. Pop is like one of the top three coaches of all time. Hmm. Like, I mean, as far as wins, as far as championships, but like – Whatever it is you want to look at, whatever metric you want to look at, there's there's Phil, there's Red Arbach, uh, you know, there's there's Pop. I didn't realize Pop is amazing. I didn't realize the hall had a women's committee. I, I, I thought it was one committee that I didn't I didn't realize there was a specific committee to make sure people like Jennifer Azey and Becky Hammond didn't get overlooked. Oh. Um I, I don't know. I that's I, I that's know interesting. That. Well, also, we don't hear the international player for a little while either, right? Although maybe we did already hear the international player for this year. I don't know. There, there's going to come a point where Pesha gets in on the international ticket. Mm. Would they? Would they consider Dirk the international player? No. No. Oh, okay. No. Well, so. I mean, he he is considered an international player, but he's not getting in on that ticket. Like the, it's just right, two true, different true. Okay, I committees. I got what you're saying. Yeah, like Vlade got in on the international ticket. He didn't get in as an NBA player, averaging you know twelve and a half points and yeah. nine rebounds a game. Right. So, congratulations to Holly Rowe and our good creative friend uh, Mark Spears. Uh, they're being honored by the Hall of Fame with the 2023 yeah. Kurt Gotti Media Award. Uh, so Great congratulations stuff. to stuff. all involved yeah. there. Guy Mark, good dude. 
Russell Westbrook questions loom as Clippers rise to fourth in the West. Those are <laughs> those are just the headlines below the athletic article I was looking at. To, headlines to get the uh, the Hall of Fame note there. Um, great stuff as always, James. Uh, even as we disagree, uh, we have fun. And it'll be fun next week. Um, here's what we've got for you, though, uh, this weekend. While you're catching up on episode of the King's Beat or you're kept up, catching up uh, on episodes of D'Lo and KC, you missed, maybe you missed the epic Tiger Woods dis- d- conversation <laughs> earlier. Um, I missed that one. Uh, yeah, it's probably best you keep it that way. Uh, we've got the Rising Stars game on, on 1320, so if you can't get home and watch it and you want to – uh, hear Keegan Murray score 30 tonight and win the MVP, uh, you can do that tonight beginning at 6 o'clock here uh, on ESPN 1320. Uh, we'll have programming. We're going to take a couple of days off, but we'll have programming for you uh, on the stream, uh, on the radio, all of that good stuff. If you're listening on Odyssey, ESPN 1320 AM, 98.5 FM HD2, uh, and you want more conversation, you want to hear Trista Crick, you want to hear the dull points, you want to hear James Ham. We've got that for you. We're going to run it back next on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Go Kings!